Greetings, and welcome in to the Patuxent General, your podcast for all things Patuxent-ish. Episode 7. This week, we've got a local friend of the General Edition. I am your host, Jess. We have a caprizi salad for our dish, a very festive drink called a fizzy lizzy, and our first listener ghost story. I'll say it's a doozy, but first... I'd like to thank our Patreon subscribers. You fabulous people are why we can do what we do, so thank you. And if the spirit moves you to make a one-time donation, we have a holiday fundraiser in the show notes. Thank you and happy holidays to all our listeners everywhere. Such a foggy morning walk. The birds chit-chatter in harmony. And I can hear the newspaper person circle the block. Our recipe today, caprizi salad. When I was a kid in Patuxet Village, most of the time my dad had a garden either in the backyard or in Cumberland at his parents' house. That meant halfway through the summer each year, we would be drowning in tomatoes and basil. I have many memories of taking a salt shaker and a hose out into the garden to go have lunch. Tomatoes still hot from the vine are so sweet. My mother was more patient and would make this lovely decorative salad. It is wonderful year-round, but in the summer, just luscious. Here is a great version of this salad, and we hope you enjoy. For this recipe, you will need two medium tomatoes, one quarter of a cup of fresh basil leaves, one half a pound of fresh mozzarella. I prefer local mozzarella for the balsamic vinaigrette, You'll need two tablespoons of olive oil, two tablespoons of balsamic vinegar. The better the vinegar, the tastier. One teaspoon of ground mustard, optional. One-eighth of a teaspoon of salt and one-eighth of a teaspoon of black pepper. First, pick tomatoes that are similar size to the mozzarella ball. Slice the tomatoes and mozzarella into three-quarter of an inch slices. Pick the largest basil leaves off the stem. Then, time to vinaigrette. Whisk together the eighth of teaspoon of black pepper, the eighth of teaspoon of salt, the eighth of teaspoon of dry mustard. It's optional, but it'll help with the mixing. And the three tablespoons of balsamic vinegar. Then add two tablespoons of olive oil while whisking. My favorite option is to add a bit of fresh squeezed lemon at this point. All right. Take a pretty dish and layer tomato, mozzarella, and basil, half overlapping the piece before until you run out of ingredients. Whisk your vinaigrette gently as you pour over salad. Reserve a bit for dipping and voila, summer on a plate. This week's drink is a fizzy lizzy. This drink is a wonderfully festive one that can be leaded or non. A lovely mocktail version can be made with black raspberry and lime simple syrup and ginger ale. So refreshing. But today, let's talk about the leaded version. You will need your favorite premium tequila, orange cognac, black raspberry liqueur, fresh lime juice, simple syrup, raspberry sugar, raspberries, champagne of your choice. I like a dry one with all this sweet and a cocktail shaker. A champagne glass should be chilled. Then take two raspberries and crush them into a quarter cup of sugar. It should remain dryish. Add more sugar if your berries are particularly juicy. 
Your chilled glass lip will be dipped into the sugar to coat it. Fill your shaker with two ounces, or more if needed, of tequila, one and a half ounces of the orange cognac, half an ounce of raspberry liqueur, fresh lime juice, and a bit of simple syrup to taste. Fill with ice and shake. Feel free to shake it until frothy. Take your prepared glass and pour the mix of one-third into the glass. Then fill the champagne, top with a few raspberries, and wow, aren't you fancy? Enjoy! I want to tell you about my friend Mike and his electromagnetic pinball museum and restoration arcade. It's an all-inclusive place to relax and share anything related to modern pinball, EM pinball, and arcade games. A group of pinball and arcade fans with an addiction to games of all kinds and Lego too. $10 gets you free play on pinball and arcade games all day. You can find them at 881 Main Street, Pawtucket, Rhode Island, or online at www.electromagneticpinballmuseum.com. This week's episode of The House on the Corner is our first listener's write-in. The Carter Piano and Amy's Clock. A good friend rode into the podcast with this chilling local tale that takes place on historic Post Road, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from the Patuxet General itself. This family story involves two houses next to each other. I am omitting the address to preserve the family's peace, for they still live in the area and do not wish to be disturbed, as I am sure you can understand. My friend Elle's mom was 16 years old, let's say the early 1960s. She was the eldest, and so was called upon to babysit her two younger sisters from time to time. It was one of these times that the event happened. She was watching the Dick Van Dyke show with her sisters on the second floor. Now, the girl's parents had a piano on the first floor. However, no one in the house could play, which made it all the more bizarre for Elle's mom to hear piano music downstairs. She turned down the TV to listen, and there it is. She could actually feel the vibrations through the floor. Now the doors were locked, and windows on the first floor were always closed and locked at this time of year. As she stood at the top of the stair, she heard it grow louder. Each step more terrifying, she slowly creeps down the stairs as her heart and her ears pound. Louder and louder. Can you imagine her fear as she reached the bottom and it continued? or at the door when she was sure that it was playing by itself? I could not have borne it, I think. Who can fault her for not opening it? Smart people who run live to tell the tale, and so did she, to her parents when they arrived home, at which they shared a knowing glance and dismissed the event. Now the girl knew two things from this. It must not have been the first time, and what she heard was real. Over time, the family became used to strange events, naming the ghost Twiffy, which brings us to the next door house. Years before, it was owned by a lady once a teacher. As she aged, she may have had some difficulties. For on more than one occasion, neighbors would see fire in the house and call the fire department. After one such incident, she was moved to an assisted living arrangement and passed soon after. She was well-respected in Patuxet. Time passes and new owners are having work done before they move in. They are away while the work is being done, so the contractors were on their own. One of these days, a man goes up by himself to work in one of the bedrooms, only to run back down a minute later, saying to the head contractor, Hey, I thought we were supposed to be alone here. There's an old lady upstairs in the bed. 
They run back upstairs to find the bed messed up and a depression of a person on one side. After construction ends, and the family returns, things seem quiet. Until... Let's call the new owner, C. She has a four-year-old daughter. One day, the tyke was coming down the stairs alone, but seemed to be pulling her hand away and saying, No, I don't want to. I'm a big girl. C asked her daughter what she was doing, and the girl replied, The lady wants to hold my hand, but I'm a big girl. Shaken by the interaction, C let it pass. Another time, C raised her voice towards the child in discipline and was pelted by a can of nails which flew off the shelf from across the room behind her while she faced the child. Another day in the same bedroom, which had so unnerved the contractor, C walked in to find the bed unmade. Her girl tells her that there's an old woman sitting at the end of the bed crying, and then she tells C the lady's name is Amy. Some of Amy's things stayed in the house. One of those pieces was a clock, a school clock. Now the new owners had a penchant for antiques, so they let it stay where it was. Years later, their next-door neighbor on the other side took a shine to the clock and asked to purchase it. The owner said no multiple times, but after years of being harangued about it from next door, he reluctantly agreed. This made him so uncomfortable that he went out and bought a much more expensive clock to trade back for his own clock. He takes the new clock over to the neighbor's house to trade, but the man refuses, so he returns home, disturbed. The next morning, the dejected gent awakens to his next-door neighbor banging on his door. He has the clock and shoves it towards the man and tells him this tale. The night before, his wife was passing the clock and caught her own reflection in the clock window, only she was ancient, with white hair. Later that night, she dreams of the face in the clock and wakes to find herself covered tightly with a veil, so tight that she cannot move or remove it. She screams, and it disintegrates. Years later, Elle and our good friend Steve were walking past Amy's house in the middle of the night. They were in another state, and her own dad was looking in on the place. This was completely locked up for the season. Sure enough, as clear as day, they both heard the TV on the second floor and saw the light of it through the window. Further checks on the next day indicated no one had been there. Note to self, don't move Amy's clock. We want to thank you, as always, for joining us here at the Patuxent General this week and would like to invite you to our holiday special coming up next. A gift for you from all of us here at the PG. We will feature my homemade scones, a very merry wassail recipe, and a reading of A Christmas Carol as our ghost story. Please join us. And if the spirit moves you, you can make a one-time gift to the PG. Just see the link in the show notes. I would like to thank my dear friend Liz and hope you all enjoy her cocktail. If you have any questions, recipes, or ghost stories you would like to share, we love ghost stories. Just email us. Our address is jess at patuxetgeneral.com. I would also like to thank you. And I hope to meet you all back here next time at the Patuxet General. A Something for Posterity production. Pre-recorded in Patuxent.